good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading the book of Genesis, and now uh, we've come to Genesis chapter 22. Last time we read Genesis chapter 21, and at the end of that, you know, Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba, and there he called on the name of the Lord in prayer, the eternal God, and Abraham lived as a resident alien in the land of the Philistines for many days, for, we're not sure, an indeterminate amount of time. So now we're ready to read Genesis chapter 22. Now I am reading from the Amplified Bible. And this is going to cover the offering of Isaac. And this is of great importance, but I'm just going to read through this and we'll try to you know, mention things as we go. So this is Genesis chapter 22. Now after these things, God tested the faith and commitment of Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he answered, Here I am. God said, Take now your son, your only son of promise, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham got up early in the morning and I see it. So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he split the wood for the burnt offering. And then he got up and went to the place of which God had told him. Now, you know, Abraham got up early, saddled his donkey, took two of his men with him and his son. He split the wood. He split the wood. He's preparing. He split the wood for the offering. So he's fully preparing to do this. So, and then he got up and went to the place of which God had told him. So he's taking the trip. On the third day of travel... Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance, so it was not close by at all. This is the third day of travel. Abraham said to his servants, Settle down and stay here with the donkey. The young man and I will go over there and worship God, and we will come back to you. Now Isaac would have been about, according to what I'm told here, Isaac would have been about 20 years old at this time. Now, I didn't know that much time had passed, but that means there's been, you know, quite a few years between the last chapter and this chapter. So it would be probably, you know, what, 16, 17 years, I guess. If that is accurate. Okay, right now I'm assuming it is. Alright, so anyway, um, Abraham said to his servants, Settle down and stay here with the donkey. The young man and I will go over there and worship God, and we will come back to you. Then Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on the shoulders of Isaac his son, and he took the fire, this says fire pot, in his own hand, and the sacrificial knife, and the two of them walked on together. So, Isaac was big enough to carry the wood for the burnt offering, so he must have been a young man. 
But notice what Abraham said to his servants. The young man and I will go over there and worship God, and we will come back to you. Now, he knew what he was going to do because God had asked him to do this. But Abraham told them, we will come back to you. We're just going to go worship God and we'll come back to you. Okay, so now realize that he's going to sacrifice his son, and yet he's told them, we will come back to you. So, Abraham is trusting in God in some way that because Isaac is his son of promise and is supposed to be who his descendants will be blessed through, he's trusting God. Now, he may not understand or know exactly what's about to happen or how things are going to work out, but he's trusting God. Okay. And Isaac said to Abraham, now this is as they were walking, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. Isaac said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So the two walked on together. Again, Abraham saying and letting Isaac know, he's trusting in God. He's believing in God. When they came to the place which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood and bound Isaac his son and placed him on the altar on top of the wood. Now, notice he's doing what he's been instructed to do. He bound his son and he's arranged everything and placed him on top of the altar. Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. I mean, this, this, was, this was what he had been instructed to do, and this is what he was doing. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He answered, Here I am. The Lord said, Do not reach out with the knife in your hand against the boy, and do nothing to harm him. For now I know that you fear God with reverence and profound respect. Since you have not withheld from me... Your son, your only son of promise. See, Abraham was prepared to offer the most important thing he could, that he had. He was going to give in sacrifice. He was going to sacrifice his son. His own. This is his only son. Now, does that reference sound familiar? It does. He was going to offer his only son, his only son, him and Sarah, it's their only son through uh, that through who they, you know, their, the prophecy was that they were, you know, their descendants were going to be blessed through was Isaac. So he was going to offer this son, this son of promise to God. This was the most important person, thing, in his life, but he was going to offer it to God because he trusted God because God had made this promise and said, look, through Isaac, you will be blessed. And God had made a point of that several times. You notice he said, oh, let Hagar and Ishmael go because it's through Isaac that you will be blessed because Isaac is your son with Sarah. That is your, you know, true son.
Then Abraham looked up and glanced around, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering, ascending sacrifice, instead of his son. So Abraham, Abraham named that place, the Lord will provide. And it is said to this day, on the mountain of the Lord it will be seen and provided. And this is a prophetic statement. And uh, on the mountain of the Lord it will be seen and provided. And that was supposed to be a kind of prophetic statement. Um, okay, so the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, By myself. On the basis of who I am, I have sworn an oath, declares the Lord, that since you have done this thing and have not withheld from me your son, your only son, of promise, indeed I will greatly bless you, and I will greatly multiply your seed like the stars of the heavens and like the sand of the seashore, and your seed shall possess the gate of their enemies by conquering them. Through your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have heard and obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his servants, and they got up and went with him to Beersheba. And Abraham settled in Beersheba. So, notice that things happened kind of the way Abraham said. He told his servants we would come back, and they did. They did come back. But notice how the Lord restates his promise. And now he says, because, because you've shown this faith, because you did not withhold from me, I will not withhold from you. I will make sure, you know, that since you have done this and have not withheld your son, indeed I will greatly bless you and I will greatly multiply your seed like the stars of the heavens and like the sand on the seashore and your seed shall possess the gate of their enemies. Through your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have heard and obeyed my voice. So this is the promise because of Abraham's seed and here you can think of this as a seed of faith that Abraham has planted. And whether he realized it or not, he planted that seed of faith for everyone, for all of us. And it, that seed uh, bore fruit through Christ. In offering his son and then the Lord, God, offered his son. And through these two offerings, you know, both extremely important. Here Abraham was offering up his son, the son that was going to be the son of promise that through all his descendants were going to be blessed through and that he was going to, his, you know, whole lineage was going to be blessed through. And then God offered his son and I'm not saying it's like a necessarily like a uh, 
quid pro quo type of thing. However, this was a seed of faith that enabled and that brought about the other. If Abraham hadn't have done it, God would have found someone else, okay? So I'm not saying anything strange like that wouldn't, you know. But I'm just saying that Abraham represented a certain amount of faith and offered everything that he had of value because all the other stuff in the world you know is just money and things but here this was his son and he offered him up yes God refused and said no wait stop don't do that but then God offered his son up and his son was sacrificed for all of us and these are two it's it's more the two things, the two events are tied together because one is a seed planted that shows what God is going to do in the future for all of us. And it has borne fruit and that's how we all become Christians and follow Christ through his sacrifice. And so as spiritual descendants or seed of Abraham, we have all, you know, we have all been a part of this and we have all been greatly blessed by Abraham's willingness to sacrifice his son by his faith. Now, after these things, Abraham was told, Milcah has borne children to your brother Nahor. Uz, the firstborn, and Buzz, his brother, and Kimuel, the father of Aram, Jesed, and Hazo, and Pildash, and Jidlaf, and Bethuel. Bethuel became the father of Rebekah. These eight children Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother. Nahor's concubine, who was, whose name was Ruma or Ru, yeah, Ruma gave birth to Teba and Gaham and Tahash and Meka. So they mention this as a concubine, but here they have a note that says that this was uh, that she would have just been like maybe a second wife. You know, maybe a second or third wife. Depends on how they looked at things, and, and maybe it's translated as concubine because, you know, maybe. Anyway, I, I'm not going to get into that, I guess. But anyway, it says Nahor's concubine. And there is just a note here that it could have been that she was a type of second wife, or, you know, you know how some. Uh, some customs they had, like, more than one wife, and they would have, like, the first wife, the second wife, etc. So it could have been some situation similar to that, where she was just not in the same status as the first wife. But uh, I'm not sure what significance that has, except it, you know, we know that that was going on. Um, and that is the end of Genesis chapter 22. Now this is extremely important because this act of faith is the seed that it's the most important seed of faith that brings 
the promise of Jesus our Lord later. Now, like I said, if, if Abraham hadn't have done it, God would have found someone else. But someone had to be willing to make this type of sacrifice. And Abraham was the one who did. He was willing to make that sacrifice. But he trusted God. He believed God. He believed that no matter what happened, that he and Isaac were going to return to his servants. So this is not, um, to him, this is not a surprise. He had faith and trusted and believed in God. So it's, it's important to see that for what it is, the fact that it is a very um, important seed that kind of tells of what is going to come in a way because he made this offering. God was going to make a similar offering to uh, cover our sins and to be this sacrifice once and for all, for all time, for us. It's all very spiritually tied together. Anyway, that is Genesis chapter 22. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you, keep you safe, and remember, God loves you.